This is a diet of Brussels. Why didn't the UK uh, get involved in the EEC right at the beginning? The reason for asking this question is, is a fairly prosaic one, which is that clearly the process of European integration as it's happened uh, in the post-war period has been very important. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about how it's important to be on the inside shaping things. So why didn't the British get in on the ground floor and create the system uh, at the beginning where they could more effectively set agendas? Well, uh, a number of reasons, and I just want to kind of uh, think through them a bit. One of the things that was clear uh, as the Second World War was coming to an end was that whilst some kind of international cooperation might be uh, desirable in the context of the Holocaust, the two world wars, uh, the Cold War that was clearly building. It wasn't clear what was the best way to do that. And all through the 1940s and into the early 1950s, you see lots of different kinds of attempts uh, to do that. And one of the key concerns was trying to keep countries together, that trying to uh, have a kind of a a herd uh, of people uh, of uh, states moving together was seen as the safest way to do it. Now, one of the consequences of that was that the British were kept in and they were accommodated to a very considerable degree. But the result of that was that because British uh, interests uh, and governments of the time were not really very conducive to uh, giving up any of their power, you end up with very intergovernmental organisations, classic example of which is the Council of Europe, which now we know for the uh, European Convention on Human Rights. Now, that was set up at the end of the 1940s. Um, and really out of that uh, frustration, um, a group of West European countries decided that actually more important than trying to keep everyone on side and on board, it was, uh, was the principle that it was important to try and build deep and meaningful and lasting integration. Uh, particularly taking power out of the hand of any country and creating uh, more supranational uh, institutions. So the big push from this is uh, from France, uh, the 1950 uh, Schumann uh, Plan, Schumann Declaration, which sets up the coal and steel community. It does that with Germany, primarily, uh, and with the Benelux countries and with Italy, who uh, see themselves as uh, a relatively homogeneous, uh, homogeneous uh, kind of group. And they do that with a lot of support from the Americans, and uh, it's offered to the British, but with no great expectation the British will be interested, and indeed the British uh, are very scathing of the ability of these continental types to uh, sort anything out, let alone make it work, uh, let alone for it to have any real consequence. So, the success of that coal and steel community in the early 1950s uh, really kind of uh, gives a, a strong push towards further efforts to integrate. Now, um, almost immediately, uh, that runs into some problems with the attempt to have a, a defence community amongst the six uh, states of the coal and steel community, which uh, rolls around for a few years before... Uh, conveniently dying um, as a result of changed circumstances. But even when that process is relaunched uh, and you get the move towards negotiating 
a, a European economic community uh, and a, an atomic energy uh, community, which is what happens with the uh, treaties of Rome in 1957. The British are not really that keen to to get involved. They can't see the upside uh, for themselves. They, th- they feel that they're in a strong enough position. Now, the irony is that as soon as that system is set up and agreed at Rome, uh, the British start to have doubts. And even though they set up a, a countervailing organisation, which is EFTA, the European Free Trade Association, uh, at the end of the 1950s, by 1951, they've already applied. And that, this is where we get into uh, perhaps, perhaps another podcast, which is the existing members see that they have the upper hand, that they form the core of the West European economy. Other countries are going to want to come towards them rather than going out towards the periphery, dominated by the UK. And so as long as they can, they uh, develop the system as much as possible to ex- reflect their preferences, their interests. So that by the time the British join in 1973, the system looks even less uh, conducive towards British interests and takes a long time to become something that looks more uh, conveniently British. <laughs>